Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Proverbs 31 Ministries podcast, where we share biblical truth for any girl in any season. I'm your host, Meredith Brock, and I am here with my friend and co-host, Kaylee Olson. Well, hey, Meredith. How are you today? I'm doing pretty darn good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. You know, we're still recording from home, which is really fun, but also I miss your face. And so I have a question for you. Uh-oh. And I hope it's not about my face. I just know you love this. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm ready. In the spirit of all of us being at home with nowhere to go during this COVID thing, I think we're all craving a vacation. No so if you could go anywhere right now, where would it be? Oh, man. I just, some beach somewhere. <laughs> I think that's a song, right? I think that's a country song. I just want to be in the sunshine. Um, with really, I just want sunshine and beautiful blue water. And I honestly, as much as I am an introvert, I want the sound of other people around me. And like the sound of kids playing and uh just normal life again. So if I could be on a beach somewhere with the sounds of people living their lives, I would be really happy. What about you, Kaylee? Where would you go? Uh, you know what? I've really been craving Charleston. I don't know uh, why. I think because there's the beach option, but also because it's so old and charming and there's always lots of people walking around. And great shopping. Yeah. Charleston has Nothing like the shopping on King Street. If any of our listeners ever go to Charleston, you got to hit up King Street because they have such great places to shop. Well, I am so excited about our podcast today. Um, What our listeners probably don't know is that many times when we're looking for podcast content, we look at what is resonating with our devotions audience or maybe on social media, what people are really gravitating towards because we know if it's hitting home there, our podcast audience will likely enjoy it too. So... Today's podcast teaching is by one of our ministry friends and an encouragement for today devotions writer. Her name is Kia Stevens. Kia wrote a devotion just a few months ago on God's love that was a huge hit with our audience. Mm -hmm. We knew we had to bring her on to talk more about it. So welcome to the show, Kia. Hey, Meredith. Hey, Kaylee. It's such, such an honor to be here. Well, we are so excited to have you on the show today, Kia. But before we have you give your teaching, we do want to let our audience know a little bit more about you. And so like Meredith said, Kia does serve on the Encouragement for Today Devotions writing team. But y'all, Kia is doing so much more over at kiastevens.com. Like I was researching you, Kia, and I was like, what in the world is this girl doing? You've got a blog where you share a ton of encouragement, a conference, like a conference, like like a legitimate conference at a hotel and things like that for Christian communicators of color. And you minister through the Father Swap that provides a source of encouragement, healing, and practical wisdom for women with physically or emotionally absent fathers. Like what in the world? And so I just want to pause right here and say that we'll talk about this after the show because I want to give our listeners links to all of this information. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> not all at the same time. Not <laughs> it's more the it's it's more running around like a chicken. Well, let's talk a little bit about that because you're a mom too, right? Oh, and so yeah. I can totally relate. I'm a mom and I feel most days like I'm running around like a chicken as well. So what does that look like for you on the daily, Kia? Like all this stuff you've got going on. How do you how do you do all this? 
Um, well, my kids are in an online public charter school, so they have teachers, even though I say homeschool. I just say that because it's easier to explain. But mm-hmm. um, so that helps to, for them to have virtual teachers, which I guess everybody does now. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to writing, I basically function via deadlines. So mm-hmm. when I have a deadline, I pretty much shut everything down. I get off of social media. I bury myself in the Bible and just crank out the next writing. And mm-hmm. I think what what people see online is just an accumulation of years and years of hunkering down and writing, just just writing. Wow. That's amazing, Kia. I mean, that takes some real discipline to be able to do that in the midst of having kids around you. I know that feeling <laughs> because I have. You know, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it does, but I think, um, your kids, it's crazy. They watch what you're doing. That's right. And as much as I'm trying to disciple them, you know, they're being discipled by watching mm-hmm. mommy dig into the word of God and write or, you know, mentor women. They're watching. And I That's recently right. saw that my son like was telling somebody and I was like, I didn't know he knew that. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, one of my favorite sayings is kids, um, what they learn, it's more caught than it's taught. Definitely. And I was like, it's true. They catch what we're doing. They, they watch what we're doing um, and absorb it way more than how we teach them. You know, so, um, so good. Well, I cannot wait to hear what you have to teach us today. So girl, take it away, lay it on us. We are ready. Sure. Well, the devotion that you all were referencing, it was inspired by this conversation I had with a friend of mine. We were at a coffee house and she was sharing about a difficult experience she was going through in life. And then she makes this statement and she says, if this is how God loves, then I don't want any part of it. And immediately I didn't have condemnation for her. I could totally understand what she was saying and where she was coming from because we often equate the love of God with feeling good Mm -hmm. and everything going well. But a lot of times that's not the case. Sometimes that's not the case. And the difficult and hard to understand reality is sometimes God is loving us when he allows difficult circumstances in our lives. Even in those times, the love of God is still evident. And I thought about a time in my life that was really difficult. I was in year seven of my marriage. I had two kids in diapers. I was still breastfeeding one of them. And I was working inside the home and outside of the home. I was a teacher and it was a very stressful job. I also had a loved one that was dying there was trouble in my marriage. We were arguing. It might have been scratching that seven-year itch. I don't know. We And we've been married for 16 years, by the way. Um, and then there was tumultuous, a tumultuous circumstance happening at my church. It literally fell apart. And so in that moment, it was like I didn't know who to turn to. I felt so broken and so alone. And this core belief kind of surfaced in me that if God did not come and answer my prayer immediately, and I do mean immediately, get me out of this situation, then I felt that God was abandoning me. And certainly if you're abandoned by God, well, God wouldn't abandon somebody that he loved. So I felt Mm -hmm. unloved by God. And I think this is the place that sometimes we find ourselves in life when the right circumstance or series of circumstances happen in our life. And then we have these questions that surface. Does God care? Mm -hmm. And if God cares, exactly where is he? 
And Mm -hmm. is he really who he says he is, who I believed him to be, who the Bible says that he is? How can a loving God allow XYZ fill in the blank, COVID-19, pain, Mm -hmm. homelessness, job loss, divorce, marital strife? And then we have these feelings of doubt and discouragement and frustration and abandonment. This is the place where some even walk away from their faith altogether. But the reality is God allows suffering in our lives for many reasons, a myriad of reasons. I I can't even name them all. It could be for spiritual growth, like we see in James, where it says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. It could be for correction. I know we don't want to admit that where it says in uh, Hebrews 12 and 6, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Or it could just be a part of the Christian walk. It could be us taking up our cross. As it says in Galatians 3 and 20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And you know, guys, I grew up in the church. So I've heard these scriptures like over and over again. And Mm -hmm. it's easy to understand this stuff with your head, but it's so tough to understand it with your heart. Mm -hmm. Which is why I'm grateful that God put women and men in the Bible that I can relate to. Mm. Women and men that experience difficulty and suffering. And yet they also experience the tangible love of God. And um, when I was preparing, I thought of so many women. Naomi in the book of Ruth. Hannah in 1 Samuel, Bathsheba in 2 Samuel, the woman with the issue of blood. Oh my goodness, I love her. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I, re- I really do. But I got stuck on Hagar. I, I was planning to talk about all of them, but I, when I really started to dig into uh, Hagar's story in Genesis chapter 16, I just got stuck. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Hagar is an Egyptian maid servant of Sarai. Um, and Sarai was Abram's wife. And so Sarai was barren, and she decided, like many of us, to take matters into her own hands. And she says to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children, so go sleep with my maidservant. That was an ingenious idea. Perhaps (laughs) I can build a family through her. I'm I'm not going to be too hard on Sarai because I know I can act just like her at times. Um, And so Abram agreed to what Sarai said, and Hagar conceived. And when When Hagar knew that she was pregnant, the scripture says that she despised her mistress. I looked that word up in the Hebrew. It means to slight, um, to be swift or trifling. I was like, wow, trifling. (laughs) But I can't, I can't even judge. (laughs) Yeah, like trifling. This is okay. This is biblical. Uh, It's not giving us an out to be trifling, but. (laughs) It's calling it out. (laughs) Right, right. But I was thinking, I I can't even judge Hagar because I'm I'm thinking that that came from a place of betrayal. Mm. She felt so betrayed, so isolated, so Mm. mistreated. Mm. She probably felt used. She trusted Mm -hmm. Sarai. And then this is what she received in in return. She served Sarai. Wow. She must have felt that her situation was so unfair. Mm. And then Sarai said to Abram, you are responsible. It's your fault. (laughs) I love (laughs) it. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And then she says, I put, she says he's responsible, but then she says, I put my servant in your arms 
And now that she knows she is pregnant and she despises me. And so as a result, Sarai mistreats Hagar. And and as a result, Hagar flees. Mm -hmm. In Genesis 16 and 7, it says the angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. I love this. I love the word found. He goes and he finds her. She didn't go looking for him. She wasn't looking for any anyone. She was trying to escape, but he pursued her out of his great love for her. Mm-hmm. And many theologians believe that the angel of the Lord was the Lord in angelic form. Mm-hmm. So when you think of it as God himself, God himself stopped whatever he was doing and came and pursued Hagar. She was so valued by God that he came and spent time with her. And not that he didn't know where he wa- where she was, because we know that God is omniscient. But I believe that he pursued Hagar for her benefit so that Hagar would know you're loved. Beloved, you are worth looking for. Mm-hmm. You are worth my time and my energy. Mm-hmm. And then he says to Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? This interaction is so intimate. He pursued her and then he engaged with her. He finds out what is going with her. And I'm so reminded of 1 Peter 5 and 7 that says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He asked her, what's going on with you? And then he listened. He listened. She said, I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai. I kind of envision her with tears in her eyes, you know, just so, so broken. And then he gives her instruction and he says, I want you to go back to your mistress and submit to her. This was fascinating to me because he didn't say, "Okay, I'm going to get you out of this situation. I'm going to get you a place of your own and you're going to raise your son there and you're going to be well taken care of. No, that's not what he said. He said, I will bless you in the midst of your place of pain. In verse 10, he says, I will increase your descendants so that they will be too numerous to count in the midst of your place of brokenness, in the place where you feel isolated, you feel abandoned, you feel broken, you feel trapped. You feel mistreated. You feel unable to escape. This is the place that I'm going to bless you. Wow. Wow. Come on, Kia. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And then in verse 13, well, I can't even go on because how many times do we want to escape? We're like, God, do you see me? SOS, get me out of this situation. Mm -hmm. But God is saying, I have something for you in that difficult place. Mm -hmm. And then in verse 13, she says, as a, as a result, Hagar says, you are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me, El Roy. Hagar mm-hmm. reminds us all that God's tangible, of God's tangible love when we're suffering, when we feel alone, when we're broken, when we're abandoned. Though we may feel this way, our feelings do not always represent truth. God is still El Roy mm-hmm. or the God that sees Wherever we find ourselves today, if we are a mother with two kids under two, if we got a baby at the breast, Mm -hmm. he sees us. Mm -hmm. If we're experiencing a divorce or marital strife, Mm -hmm. if we've lost our income today, and I know there are a lot of people who have, Mm -hmm. if we've experienced the death of a loved one, or if we ourselves are battling an illness, if we're hurting 
broken, discouraged, frustrated, or angry. God sees us. And there are five truths that we can believe about the love of God in the midst of our difficult situation. Number one, we're noticed by God. Remember Genesis 16, 7? God went and found Hagar for her benefit. He knew where she was and he finds us too. He may be finding you through this very podcast, through a YouTube video, the radio, a Proverbs 31 devotional, a Bible study, or his word. God is relentless in his pursuit of us. Number two, we're heard by God. Remember Genesis 16, 8? God listened to Hagar. He's listening to us too. Mm -hmm. Our every cry, our concerns, our gripes, our prayers. I love that we do not have to censor ourselves before we come before the throne. We can give Mm -hmm. God everything that's on the inside of us. God is ready and fully capable to handle our gut, honest thoughts and Mm -hmm. feelings. Number three, we're blessed by God. Genesis 9 said God blessed Hagar in the midst of her difficulties. Sometimes God will swoop down and save the day and rescue us, but sometimes he will choose to sustain us right where we are in the pain, in the brokenness, in the mess. Sometimes God will sustain us right there. And then number four, we are restored by God. Genesis 16, 10, God restored Hagar. Of no fault of her own, Hagar had her dignity stripped from her. She was robbed of her virginity and used by her mistress. But God restored her dignity through the promise of many descendants that would be too numerous to count. Those painful circumstances that God allows in our lives, he can turn them around for our good. And number five, my favorite, we are seen by God. Genesis 16 and 13, Hagar calls God El Roy. No matter where we find ourselves in life, we can be certain that the God who created the entire universe sees us. He will stop and let us know, I am concerned about you. Mm -hmm. He loves us and is intimately concerned about every single detail of our life. Though suffering exists, God's love is evident in the midst of it. Mm. So I just have a few questions for really for all of us. We can evaluate this. Where do we see ourselves in the story? Are we feeling mistreated? Do we feel like we have an unfair circumstance happening in our lives as, as I speak? Maybe we're on the run. Maybe we're running. Maybe we're sensing that God is pursuing us. We may even be realizing that God is requiring us to return to a difficult situation. Know that wherever you find yourself today, you are seen and loved by God. If nothing else, reflect back on Genesis chapter 16 and the life of Hagar. You are loved by the God who sees. Mm. Wow, Kia. So good. So, so, so good. And earlier, you know, it's amazing that this is, I think maybe the Lord brought you on the podcast today just for me. (laughs) Because no kidding, earlier this year, this is the exact, it was in January that the Lord really impressed this exact section of scripture on my heart. And I read it and reread it. And I think, Kaylee, I may have even shared a little bit about this in our um, team meeting at Proverbs. 
And one of the things that just grabbed me and, and you hit it right on the head is that out there in the wilderness, Hagar had a, she was there faced with the presence of God, God saying, I see you, Hagar. Like I see you, I'm here with you and I'm asking you to do a hard thing. Mm-hmm. And she had a choice right there. Like yeah. she had the choice to either say, okay, God, I'll do it. And I will believe the promise that you're giving me and do the hard thing. Or she could have imagined, just imagine. Yeah. And Hagar said, no, I'm not going back there. It's too yeah. hard. I can't do it. I'm not strong enough. They're going to hurt me again. And instead mm-hmm. she said, yes, Lord. She took her promise and tucked it in her heart and, and walked herself back to that place to let him sustain her. Mm-hmm. You know? And what a beautiful picture that is. And so I just want to say to our sisters who are listening right now, you know, whatever, just like you said, you are loved. You are yeah. seen. Listen mm-hmm. to these truths that Kia has spoken today. Take those um, scriptures and tuck them in your heart for those moments when you say, I just can't do it anymore. I can't can't keep going and take that promise and hide it in your heart because God's going to show up on the other side of this, whatever. So good. So good. Kaylee, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about right now? Well, I mean, Meredith, I honestly, what I'm thinking about is kind of along the lines of what you're thinking about, about how God does see us. Mm -hmm. God does notice us. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so easy in times of, plenty and times of like really good seasons to where we're like, Oh, everything is good. I don't have to look for the good, but in hard times you do have to look for the good. And there Mm -hmm. might be ways that God is working in your life that you don't really see Mm -hmm. or notice. And I think right now, I mean, just truth be told, this current COVID season is not an easy season to walk through, especially for, you know, someone like someone like me who lives almost 11 hours away from her family, haven't seen them in months, don't know when I'm going to see them again. And sometimes it's just hard to walk, um, in, in life, just knowing, I don't know when I'm going to see them again. And this is hard because they're important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, God has just been really faithful to me in the last couple of weeks where, I've heard a lot of messages about the goodness of God mm. and looking for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically had a sweet friend from work one day randomly drop dark chocolate popcorn. because <laughs> I love, Those are good. And a mug that says, no kidding you see the good. And I'm like, mm. God, you know, you know, yeah. that you were just like, so I'm drinking out of that mug almost every day, reminding yeah. myself in this hard season see the good, see how God is blessing you and noticing you and hearing you and restoring you even in this. And so mm-hmm. I just, this, this spoke to me and reminded me even more to just look for the ways that he um, yeah. is watching. That's so good. That's so good. Well, Kia, I have a question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot a sure. little bit, okay? <laughs> so forgive me if uh, I'm, I throw you on your heels for a second. But let's go back to the beginning of this podcast yeah. where you were in that season with mm-hmm. two kids in diapers. You were working in the home, outside the home. You had someone that you really loved who was passing away. Your marriage mm-hmm. was facing some troubles. That's the wilderness, my friend. <laughs> that definitely felt like the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Hagar moment of being out there feeling so alone. How did you get, like practically speaking, how did you get through that season and, and still have that 
soft heart towards the Lord? Well, I do want to encourage people and say my my heart wasn't always soft. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> It, it it was it was hard at times. I, I had yeah. a lot of moments of just anger and frustration and and um, just really dark dark moments in my faith. Um, the one thing that I never lost was this awareness that God was real. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't know where this came from, but I had this resolve of just continuing to try and read my Bible try and go to church yeah it was not always pretty it did not look holy Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean it it was just me saying okay I'm going to try this because quite honestly I don't know where else to go yeah um now I did in that time period I did reach out and get some counseling that's good which Mm -hmm. again uh, I am a firm believer in counseling anybody who knows me yes girl (laughs) but even in saying that um, your counselor is not God. That's so real. they can counsel you and they can give you guidance and suggestions and ask you questions and probe deeper. They can do all these things. They can give you tools, but they are not God. Yeah. So I say that to say there was still a place that I had to get to on my own. Um, and so I continue. I got counseling. I also went through a program at my church. And I remember just um, this program is like, it's like small group, but mm-hmm. it's one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And so you meet with a mentor once a week and you go through things like um, how to process your traumatic life experiences and your hurts and uh, your childhood hurts and things like that. You look at who you believe God is and what type of father you had, all these different things. And I remember as we were getting to the end of that, I was just wrestling with whether or not God could be a father to me. I had heard this concept of God as a father to the fatherless. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I feel abandoned and I don't think you're really here and all this kind of stuff. I was just wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And I had a prayer request because I was still praying to God through all Like I said, I still prayed to him, even though I battled or I had doubts or I felt discouraged. I felt like he wasn't hearing me or wasn't listening. Um, And God answered this prayer. It was for a very large sum of money that I needed. And I was praying for the specific amount for some kids. Um, I was a teacher and we were taking this trip out of state and we needed like $5,000. Wow. And and so every day, even though I was frustrated with God and, and going through my stuff, I would say, God, I need... $5,583.52 or something like that. It was something like that, some amount like that. I would just pray it every day. And when we came to a certain point in this lesson, in this small group, one-on-one small group type thing, um, right as we were coming to the end of of meeting together, I got the check. Wow. (laughs) I got the check. Yeah, It was for the exact amount Mm. that I had been praying. And so clearly, it reminded me of that scripture, that passage of scripture in Matthew that says, you know, how much more will God do yeah. for, for his kids? If, if, it's, if your son asks for mm-hmm. bread, mm-hmm. you know, how much more will God do? And I was like, oh, my gosh, he answered me mm-hmm. with specificity. Mm-hmm. He answered my mm-hmm. prayer. He's real. He is God. He is a father. He yeah. is a father to the fatherless. I was like, oh, my God. It was, it was just revolutionary for me to really begin to say, you know what? God is real. He is near. He may not answer my prayers immediately, but through all of it, through the difficulties, you know, that that would be my encouragement to any woman 
that wherever you are right now, it won't be like this always. Yeah. Stay. Yeah. Stay oh, in your relationship good. with God. Wrestle with him. Yes. Talk to him. Be honest. Search out the scriptures. Read mm. books. You know, do what you can and God will meet you. Yes. He will meet you and he will make all things clear. Mm. So good. My goodness, if that's not a place to land this podcast, I don't know where. (laughs) You just got to stay. Stay one foot in front of the other and God will show up in your wilderness wherever you're at. Just stay. Yes. Stay in scripture, stay in prayer, stay in church. He'll meet you there. So, so good. Kia, thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Mm -hmm. So good. Well, if you enjoyed today's teaching by Kia, then we know you'll love the Proverbs 31 Ministries Encouragement for Today devotions. And I just want to take just a second and talk about these devotions. I know a lot of times we write these devotions, what, like three or four months in advance. Kia, you're a writer. You can tell us how far in advance they're written. It it feels that way. I think at least I'm that these devotions that you can read in like five to seven minutes that are written so far in advance, we hear story after story of women who say, I needed this today. Yeah. So months in advance of a writer spending that time thinking through and praying through what devotion she wants to share four months down the road meets so many women where they are and where they need it. And that's just another example of how God is showing up in your life and seeing exactly what you need and giving you that nugget of encouragement that you needed. And these devotions are absolutely free and delivered to your inbox every weekday. So I would encourage you, if you're on a journey right now, kind of in a wilderness season, then these devotions are perfect for you. So you can subscribe simply by going to Proverbs31.org and entering your email address, and then you'll be on the list. That's awesome. Well, and I don't know about y'all listening right now, but I want to hear more from Kia and yeah. you can hit her up at kiastevens.com. And that's Stevens like with a PH, not a V. With a there. PH, not a V. That's right. V. That's right. <laughs> and Kia, I'm guessing you're on Instagram, social media. How can they find you there? Sure. Well, I recommend just go to kiastevens.com and you can access all my socials from that website. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I hope our listeners go and visit her your website. Um, because I know you have a lot more truth and wisdom that you want to instill into them. Well, thank you everyone so much for joining us today. We pray Kia's message was meaningful to you and helps you know the truth of God's word and live that truth out because we know that when you do, it really will change everything for you. We'll see you next time. 